the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. President Biden is back in Washington, D.C., but without a promise of substantially more oil from the Saudis. Correspondent Ken Lorman has the details. Oil production was one of the issues Mr. Biden raised with Mohammed bin Salman, but he failed to convince the Saudi crown prince to pump significantly more oil. The kingdom maintains it's producing about as much crude as it can. There is talk of a modest increase of 3 million barrels per day, but apparently that's it. Republicans who blame the Biden administration for crushing the energy independence plan started by President Trump have constantly urged the White House to open the oil spigot here at home to no avail. Ken Lorman reporting. Russian missiles have hit industrial facilities in a strategic city in southern Ukraine. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager explains the reason the left loves change. People yearn to make a difference. If the difference is awful or, or not, is of no consequence... Why do you think change is such an important word for people on the left? Change is exciting. Status quo is boring. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Your forecast for today, we're looking at a slight chance of heavy rain with a high of 87, moving into mostly clear and a low of 69 for tonight. Tomorrow is going to be hot with a high of 95, moving into a slight chance of thunderstorms and a low of 74. Our July regnery book of the month is Storm in the Land of Rain, A Mother's Dying Wish Becomes Her Daughter's Nightmare, a memoir by Sylvia Foti. Sign up to win this fascinating story of betrayal, bravery, and the power of seeking the truth no matter the cost at our Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. This just in. I am not Brad Carlson. Most of you knew that. I am Mitch Berg. Normally are at the same time Saturdays for 18 years now. On AM 12A, the Patriot, the charter member, Gary, I say, the founder of the Northern Alliance, the guy who came up with the name for it, truth be told, and uh, I'm happy to be here on Sundays. I enjoy filling in for Brad. Brad's off on assignment all month long here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. We get to uh, spend a little time on Sundays. You should not be thunderstruck. It's not the first time we've done this year. By the way, you will be thunderstruck at some of the guest hosts we have coming up here. I'm here today. Today's what, the 17th? 17th? Is it already July 17th? Holy shnikes. That has gone fast. Uh, next week, we're going to have a guest host that will... Um, I, it's really the 17th, isn't it? Holy cow. I just, it's still late May in my mind here. I, anyway, uh, anyway, uh, the 17th today, next week, the 24th, 24th, yes, the 24th, holy cow, we will have a guest host that will leave you thunderstruck if it all goes through. I can't give any details. It's not all confirmed. 
Uh, lawyers are still lawyering about the whole thing, but uh, with, with a little bit of luck, we'll have a guest host in here filling in for Brad next week that will leave you thunderstruck. And then the following week, which is, I guess, the 31st, I will be back filling in for Brad uh, on, on a Sunday here because why not? It's it's a beautiful day to do radio. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've, we've been talking in the first hour here of the closer edition here of uh, of, the, of the show about three different semi-disconnected examples of people pushing back against the, uh, the uh, pushing back against the, the the narrative that's being pushed upon them. And some of them are unexpected people. Actually, all of them, in, to an extent, are unexpected people. The, the people in uh, East Downtown, who are normally loyal DFL voters, but have had enough of having the quality of life that they pay immense amount of money for, uh, s- destroyed by miscreants roaming the streets, doing what they did on the n- night of July 4th. And and the other urban crime that happened it didn't start on July 4th. That was just a big, spectacular cherry on top of the Sunday, as it were. No, the, the, the decline of the quality of life in this quality of life-centered community, East Downtown, where the whole sales pitch is, Live walking distance from the Guthrie and cool bars and cultural life and the stadium and be be where all the fun stuff that that comes from living in downtown Minneapolis or in Minneapolis at all anywhere in Minneapolis. I mean, why do you move to a big city if you have the money for it? You you do it to participate in the cultural life, the Guthrie, the sports, the the, the various comedy clubs and other clubs and 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 show venues that are downtown. Uh, the Target Center, the the whatever, the Dakota, all the, the the fine line, the warehouse district, uh, the the Acme, the places that that make living in the city fun. If you've got the money to do it, and if you don't have the money to do it, you're not living in East Downtown. And yet they're pushing back. Now these are from the same class of people that I'm discussing about the white, overschooled, middle class, progressive white activists. The Wampois, by the way, they, they're 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 woke. I mean, that's a part of it. Overschooled as opposed to overeducated there. You can be you can have a Ph.D. and be a complete idiot, be an ignoramus. As Dennis Prager says, it takes a truly elite education to create the biggest idiots. Uh, so they're overschooled. They they may have been to a lot of school, but they, they are not educated. You couldn't find one of them who could tell you the crimes of Joseph Stalin or why it matters today. Uh, They're middle class or upper middle class, comfortable, plush bottom people. They're progressive. Oh, yes, they are. They're white and they are activists. That's their entire portfolio. I call them I want to call them the Wampois because they deserve a nickname. I, I. I've, I've been calling them people with ELCA hair for probably 10 years now, and it fits. It's, but it, it merely describes one of their attributes. Wampois, again, woke, overschooled, middle-class, progressive, white activists, describes them, their motivations, their culture, their society, everything you need to know about them in the political sense. Maybe not about them as human beings, but the fact is, what we saw at some of the what we've seen from the Wampois at some of these events are they're they're pretty ignorant and hateful, and they are in fact the future of the Democratic Party. And you can you don't have to take my word for it. I I, I was directed to this article by uh, Ben Shapiro this past week. It's an article uh, by a fellow named Rui Tejera. He's a Latino-American author, very much a liberal. He works for the Center for American Progress, among other things. He's a, he's a freelancer and a columnist and a think tanker. And he's the fellow who uh, was most famous hence for, uh, heretofore for an article he wrote in 2004 about the coming Democrat majority based on the theory that uh, this is a theory among demographers that Tejera wrote about, that uh, that, that the the growth of population among immigrants uh, is much faster than the growth among uh, native traditional white Americans. So eventually, uh, and, and these voters in 2004 overwhelmingly voted Democrat. Uh, it was a famous article. It was a controversial article. It was a sobering article if you were a Republican back then. And, of course, it was a sobering time to be a Republican. The, the middle of the George W. Bush administration were trying times, let's be honest, for Republicans. 
But uh, Tahera wrote a fairly perspicacious article about the, the demographic changes that at that time boded, bode, bode, bade, augured very well for Democrats. Because at that time, Dem- uh, Latinos were voting 60-plus percent Democrat. And, of course, African-American vote was well over 90 percent uh, Democrat at that point here. But things have changed in recent years. I'm quoting Tahera here. Democrats are uh, betting on a small set of issues to mitigate their losses this November. Inflation may have just hit a 40-year high uh, with concomitant recession risk, but Democrats believe that campaigning against the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe, arguing for more gun control in the wake of recent mass shootings, and highlighting Trump's anti-democratic malfeasance on January 6th uh, might turn the tide in their favor. Now, it's true, says Tahera, that recently the polls have tightened a bit in the Democrats' favor, though some of this could be uh, the eagerness of uh, motivated Democrats to be polled. And, by the way, the fact that most of the polls are of uh, people in general, not likely voters. Uh, the polls become more reliable the more likely the people are to go to the polls, and it's early to really be polling them yet. Uh, and there is a general agreement that Democrats' chance of holding the Senate are better than the chances of holding the House, which is true. Recent data, though, indicate that success for the abortion care gun control January 6th strategy to the extent it is working at all, and by the way, it might work in the future, is attributable to those voters for whom these issues loom large and who are less likely to be influenced by current economic problems. Such voters are disproportionately likely to be college-educated whites, And it is here that the Democrats have been demonstrating unusual strength. In the just-released New York Times-Siena poll, Democrats have a 21-point lead in the generic congressional ballot among these voters, college-educated whites. Shockingly, white college Democratic support in this poll is actually higher than support among all non-white voters. This is remarkable, says Rutihara and has much to do with anemic Hispanic support for Democrats who favor Democrats over Republicans by... Three points, a scant three points. And this, by the way, if you had said this in 2004, when this show started, when Rui Tijera wrote his first article about the coming demographic realignment and the permanent liberal majority that was going to come from the growth of the Latino vote, which happened right about the time the Narn went on the air, if you'd have told me, Two things, that Latinos would ever be divided between the parties and that Republicans would control the 8th Congressional District with an absolute stranglehold, I would have called 988 and gotten you some mental health help, and yet here we are today. Back to Rita Kara. More broadly, the lack of Democratic support among working class, that is to say non-college voters, is striking. Democrats lose among all working-class voters by 11 points, but carry the college-educated by 23 points. This is less a class gap than a yawning chasm, an abyss. Uh, To continue with Rui Tejero's quote, it's difficult to avoid the conclusion that Democrats' emphasis on social and democracy issues while catnip to some socially liberal educated voters, dare I say, woke, overschooled, middle-class, progressive white activists, wampoise, leaves many working-class and Hispanic voters cold. Their concerns are more mundane and economically driven. This is despite the fact that many of these voters are also in favor of moderate abortion rights and gun control and disapprove of the January 6th events. But these issues are not just salient for them in the way that they are for Democrats' educated and most fervent supporters. And here's the part that gets interesting. I'm going to depart from Rui Tejera's text for a moment here to say, who have the Democratic Party thrown their lot in with? Not just the Democratic Party. I'm the local guy here. Who have the DFL cast their lot with in this past several elections? The Wampois. I say this because the evidence is before us everywhere. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Governor Waltz the Waltz administration came out with a, a, a PR piece about how they are fighting for abortion rights by talking about how they're fighting for the rights of, wait for it, wait for it, pregnant people. Pregnant people. 
Now, you go into a Mexican restaurant and ask a run a restaurant run by people from Mexico, from Central America, from any 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 Latino crowd. Say, who is it that actually have has babies? I, you don't have to be a biologist to answer this. Go right ahead. What are they going to say? Women. You go to the Minnesota State Fair, uh, the Machinery Hill side of it, most likely, the Midway. You go to a county fair anywhere in Minnesota. You, you go to lunchroom at a manufacturing plant. Who has babies? Women have the babies. It's the Wampois that indulge themselves in fripperies like birthing people. Like pregnant people, like like all of the things that, that are catnip to the wampois. And if Rui Tijera is pointing out what I've been pointing out for the last 10 years, maybe we're onto something here, folks. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Summertime. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Join our fan club today and you could win our Regnery Book of the Month, Storm in the Land of Rain. This memoir by Sylvia Foti uncovers the hidden past of her war hero grandfather. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch Berg in for Brad the Closer Carlson. I'm normally heard every Saturday from 1 to 3. And uh, Brad, normally hurt now, but he's he's off on assignment all month long. Next week, this is going to be huge. I, I keep hyping it up. Why would I hype it up? Because it's worth it. So make sure you show up next week and... Okay, maybe that's excessive. But I love the song. By the way... Uh, 
song list posted at shotinthedark.info along with links to some of the material I've been talking about here today, especially the uh, especially the Arabella Foss Yarbrough piece. Uh, her yelling at the Wampla poster uh, posted Wampla uh, protesters in front of her house. Again, the woke, overschooled, middle class, progressive white activists protesting in front of her house. And I bring this up for a couple reasons. First of all. This is some. This is a term I've been searching for for a while. It doesn't exist out there. The notion of, of a term that sums up the crowd that controls the Democratic Party. I mean, as Rui Tejera, a person who could not be more different than I in so many ways. He is a progressive writer. He writes for the Center for American Progress. He is a, a highly educated. Uh, we could probably call him a wampla. A, 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 well, I wouldn't call him woke. He's a very r- realistic, reasonable person, actually. And not just because I agree with this article, mind you. I mean, Ray Tijera is is he's a thought-provoking guy. I would call him a liberal rather than a progressive. So maybe the term I'm looking for is reasonable, overschooled, middle-class, liberal, Latino activist. A, a woola? It doesn't work. I'm going to stick with wampois for the, the, the white side of this. Anyway, uh Rita Hara continues, and by the way, in the first part, he pointed out that opinion polls, uh, opinion polling of Latinos shows Democrats ahead among Latino voters by three whopping points. If that carries forward to November and the black vote for Republicans continues anywhere near where it, it was at in the 2020 presidential election, which, by the way, as we pointed out in this broadcast, was more uh, more of a win for Republican, uh, sorry, a, a greater black vote for Republicans than we've had since Richard Nixon's first run for the presidency in 1960. That that bodes very badly for for Democrats. They they're going to have to come up with an awful lot of college educated whites. And by the way, they're all almost all voting Democrat anyway. I shouldn't say almost all. Twenty one points uh, in in uh, there. College-educated white people are plus 21 Democrat. Now, I'm, I'm college-educated, I'm white, I'm very conservative. We're not all there. And I have to suspect a fair chunk of that imbalance is either holdovers from the hippie eras or very young people uh, who have come out of college uh, well within the era of college being a woke indoctrination center. I don't know. It's something we're going to have to deal with here. But the working-class vote... The people who, of all races, creeds, and colors, who are not white and college educated, are are swing, at least for the based on the issues that are important in this election: the economy, inflation, the collapse of America's status around the world, the price of gas. Uh, to quote another Warren Zevon song off of that same album that we just played for the bumper just there, uh, people a song that was written during the last big economic crisis. Uh, of this magnitude in 1980 when we had stagflation, uh, a great song by Warren Zevon called Muhammad's Radio when he ta- bemoaned the, the state of the working person saying, yeah, people work all day and they still can't pay the the price of gasoline and meat. Alas, their lives are incomplete. Uh, don't it make you want to rock and roll? Well, <laughs> rock is dead, but people still can't afford after working all day, the price of gasoline and meat. And we know what happened in 1980 when that song came out. Not that the song drove Ronald Reagan, but it certainly talked about the social conditions at the time when an awful lot of people in 1980, an awful lot of Union Democrats crossed over and deserted the Democratic uh, Party that they had been a part of their entire working lives to vote for Ronald Reagan. Now, that the big seismic change back then was white union guys breaking with the DFL, the Democratic Party, everywhere but Minnesota. So the DFL didn't count then. But we've seen that happening here in Minnesota. The, the, the blue-collar worker of the, of the Iron Range has been drifting back over to, uh, that's why, uh, drifting to the Republican Party in numbers I would have never predicted in 2004. That's why uh, CD8 is a safe Democrat seat these days. Why the Republican, why Pete Stauber will go back to Washington with a, a two-digit majority, most likely, a two-digit uh, margin of victory. It's why Angie Craig is terrified today because the working-class South part of the co- of the se- second congressional district, 
Goodhue County, the southern part of Dakota County, the, the rural areas are not amused by the gas prices, the inflated, uh, inflated food prices, and, and the collapse of America's status abroad. Back to Rory Takara. Uh, recent data from Echelon Insights. By the way, uh, Dean Phillips. We'll have to see how nervous he is here. I can't wait to see how that campaign turns out. Recent data from Echelon Insights provides an interesting window on this contrast. Their analysis breaks down the electorate into four quadrants, conservative, populist, libertarian, and liberal, and further breaks out a strong progressive subset of the liberals who are highly liberal on most issues and also happen to be highly educated and more likely to be white, much more likely to be white. There are about 10% of voters and bear some similarity in size, demographics, and inclinations to the progressive activists group broken out in the more in common study, a group with tremendous weight in current Democratic Party politics who are described as, quote, deeply concerned with issues concerning equity, fairness and America's direction today. They tend to be more secular, cosmopolitan, highly engaged with social media. The cross tabs provided by Echelon allow for a comparison of strong progressives, basic political views. And this is fascinating, folks. When Ben Shapiro talked about this, I said, I cannot wait to get on the air. The crosstabs provided by Echelon in this survey, quoting Ruth Care here, uh, allow for a comparison of strong progressive political views with those of Hispanic and working class voters. Here are some examples. Number one, America is not the greatest country in the world versus America is the greatest country in the world. 66 to 28 percent strong progressives say America is not the greatest country in the world. By 70 to 23, Latinos say the opposite. And working class voters as a whole concur by 69 to 23. In both cases, by the way, a three to one margin. The people that you would think, if you're a progressive, that would be the least disposed towards saying that America is the greatest country in the world. Hispanics, Latinos... Wave the flag harder than Ted Nugent, for crying out loud. Number two, racism is built into our society, including into its policies and institutions. Versus, racism comes from individuals who hold racist views, not from our society and institutions. Strong progressives are very, very sure of America's systemic racism, endorsing the first statement by a 94 to 6 margin. But Latinos disagree endorsing the second statement that racism comes from individuals, 58-36, as do working-class voters, 57-33. to 33. Uh, Number three, the government should deal with illegal immigration by making it easier to immigrate to the U.S. legally versus the government should deal with illegal immigration by increasing border security. Strong progressives have no doubts favoring easier immigration, 97-2. to two. Hispanics... Latinos, don't call them Latinx, however, are split down the middle, 44 favoring increased border security, 47 opting for easier immigration. Working class voters go even further, endorsing border security, 5832. Another issue, uh, the issues just keep on going. Transgender athletes should be able to play on sports teams that match their current gender versus that match their birth gender. Progressives, overwhelmingly, uh, 66 to 19 favor allowing people to compete in sports where they identify. But Hispanic voters, 64-22, say, "Uh uh-uh. Working class, 63-22. It just keeps going on. We need to reallocate funding for police departments to social services versus fund the cops. Strong progressives want to reallocate police funding 87-12. to Latinos? 50 to 41 in favor of full funding, and the working class, 59 31. Here's a big one, maybe a dispositive one. Hard work and determination are no guarantee of success for most people, versus most people who want to get ahead uh, can do it if they're willing to work hard. Strong progressives, what do you think? 88 to 12, that uh, hard work isn't enough. Hispanic voters, hard work wins 55 39. Among the working class, 55 to 40. These are the people, by the way, if you follow progressive dogma, that should be rejecting that premise. Because in the world of the woke, overschooled, middle class, progressive white activist, the Wampwa, the world is a cartoon. They reject the notion that uh, American history is the, the Walt Disney version. 
but they can't get around to the ver- the idea, the concept that the Ingmar Bergman version of American history isn't any more accurate. At any rate, as we've seen, the Wampois control the DFL. I mean, they, they put a little bit of wi- uh, minority window dressing around them, but the, the agenda of the Democratic Party, especially the DFL in Minnesota today, especially the DFL, is the agenda of the Wampois. America last. Ascetic deprivation is good. We deserve what's happening to us. Public safety and prosperity are privileges that are stolen from other people. It goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the world of the Wampois. I want none of it. Either should you. Let's spread the gospel. We'll be right back. This land must change our land. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Is God calling you to share your educational gifts in a faith-infused environment? Teaching at Epiphany Catholic School is an opportunity to inspire children to use their talents to serve God. A chance to help form young people to make an impact in this world. If you're a Catholic teacher who truly desires to shape young minds to reach their fullest potential through a Catholic worldview, Epiphany Catholic School would like to meet you. At Epiphany, Christ isn't an afterthought, but the center of the school. We are growing Catholic preschool through eighth grade school near Minneapolis. We're searching for Catholic teachers who understand that teaching children isn't just a job. It's a calling to inspire students to become true and good. For more information about joining Epiphany Catholic School's teaching team, visit epiphanymn.org and look under the resource tab for job postings. That's epiphanymn.org. Epiphany Catholic School, forming saints and citizens for this world and the next. Visit epiphanymn.org. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Are you tired of feeling sticky and hot this summer? Call Air Mechanical to come out and service your air conditioner, recommend a replacement, or discuss dehumidifier options. They have air conditioners in stock, and financing is available on new equipment and repairs. If you're ready to start feeling more comfortable and enjoy your summer, think Air Mechanical. Air Mechanical leads the metro area in heating and cooling services. Just go to thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 18 years strong, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio. We are the longest-running chain of conservative talk shows in Twin Cities radio history in one city. Myself, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 1 to 3, for whom I'm uh, filling in. In for whom I'm filling? Jack Tomczak, the new guy, Saturdays from 3 to 5, and... King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. We are here for the love of the game. 651-289-4488, the number to call. So much news to talk about. I even had an extra two hours to talk this week. 
I couldn't get it in here. Uh, to tie into the story of the Wamplas, a, a piece I just had to talk about uh, today, uh, briefly. It's the Washington Post came out this past week, uh, last Sunday, actually, with a piece saying, there are too many school shootings. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, let's start over again. There are too many mass shootings in the U.S. media to, for the U.S. media to cover. This year is already seen by one count more than 320 mass shootings. News organizations must make agonizing decisions about which shootings warrant on-the-ground reporting and for how long. <laughs> agonizing decisions. Uh, we're going to come back to that. Uh, let's make sure we're clear on our terms. A mass shooting, according to the FBI, is any shooting with three or more victims, whatever the motive. It might be a school shoot, a rampage shooting. That's true. Uh, but it also covers uh, botched robberies with three victims or, or uh, <laughs> Sicarios executing suspect mules or uh, a drive-by shooting indiscriminately blazing into a crowd of uh, bystanders outside a bar, uh, sending you know, three to five people to the hospital, which, by the way, is the majority in Chicago these days. Uh, a murder-suicide, for that matter. It can even be self-defense. I noted this in my blog last week. I, I called out several cases of self, justifiable self-defense, including justifiable homicide, where home invaders barged into someone's house and were repelled with alacrity by people with AR-15s, you know, the guns that are useless for self-defense, uh, leaving three or more victims, all of them miscreants. They're classified as mass shootings. Now, a spree killing or a rampage killing, that's the FBI's term, it's a killing where the only motive is to kill people. Murder is the only motive. And those are rare. I mean, not, not even terrorism counts, by the way. Terrorist attacks are not considered spree killings. They have a political motive. It, it includes episodes like, like Uvalde and Sandy Hook, the, the, the Buffalo grocery store, and uh, also several episodes that were ended by good guys with guns, which I've been documenting for 15 years at ShotInTheDark.info before they turned into mass shootings, thus uh, ensuring uh, the media was paying attention. So there may well have been over 300 mass shootings, um, many of or most of them in places run by Democrats, with a few very notable spree killings distributed among the list. But for some reason, the, quote, agonized decisions that The Washington Post is yapping about uh, include uh, tend to ignore the mass shootings where the victims don't look like, like who? Like woke, overschooled, middle-class, progressive white activists, like the Wamplas, mass shootings that offend the values or horn in on the narratives of the Wamplas are the ones that have been are the beneficiaries of those quote agonized decisions. I tell you, I, I it's getting to the point where I cannot mask my contempt for our, quote, elite, end quote, media, wherever they are. More on that in a moment. Oh, trust me, much more on that in a moment here. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance. Go right ahead. Hi. Uh, you were talking about progressives and their woke nonsense. Uh, here's another example. Progressives are always crying wolf by proclaiming that certain non-racist things are racist. Yeah. Like, you know, expecting police protection is a racist and a white privilege thing. Yep. But it's so obvious that they have things backwards. And I'm talking about abortion. There is nothing more racist than abortion because it targets black babies who are aborted much more often than white babies, disproportionately compared to the population rate. But progressives would never say abortion is racist. It would expose their hypocrisy and their self-contradiction. Absolutely. No, they would. And, and this is, and by the way, uh, among all these uh, issues that Rita Hara pointed out in his article that are the uh, province of the Wampois, abortion is one of them. And yes, it, 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 abortion was spawned in racism. Absolutely. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist and specifically eugenics directed at whom? Black people. It's an inconvenient fact to the left, but it's a fact. Gun control. Its roots are entirely in racism. The National Rifle Association was founded to defend the rights of freed black people. And it went on to other missions from there, and it's had a, a, a past that some could say is checkered in that result. And, of course, it has a present that's got all kinds of issues as well. But gun control, the Gun Control Act of 1968, was entirely uh, a, a, a offshoot of the riots of 1966, 67, and 68 that 
terrified. Who? The Wamplas of 50 years ago. Who else? At any rate, yes, you're absolutely right, Bob. Uh, no question about it. Uh, although I would love to hear someone try to question me on it. Progressive callers, join me. I mean, you can leave the echo chamber over at the other uh, failed talk station and come over here and have some fun with the people who can actually, you know, hold their up, hold up their end of a debate any old time here. Love to have you. You 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 have a engraved invitation to come on the air. By the way, I should point out. Uh, I offer equal time to all Democrats, as I have been for years, for for 16 years now. I have been extending invitations to both senators, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Tina Smith, Governor Waltz, all the constitutional officers, all four of the uh, Democrat congressional representatives get invitations from me to come on this show, as well as the mayors of Minneapolis and St. Paul. You got it. I haven't even gotten so much as a rude brush off from any of them since R.T. Ryback. Speaking of which, speaking of people who uh, have been invited to appear on the show, uh, Governor Klink uh, yesterday, I suppose if I wanted to appear on my show, uh, I should probably stop calling him Governor Klink, shouldn't I? Someone yesterday suggested I start calling him Governor Schultz. I, I, I'm not going to go shaming people's appearances. Come on, that'd be that'd be stupid. Uh, anyway, Governor Waltz yesterday uh, tweeted, quote, we must fight back against extremism, uphold our Minnesota values, and move our state forward. Now, it's not quite word salad. I mean, the words are more or less, well, most of the words have some meaning. Meaning, Well, maybe not. Extremism. I mean, what does it mean? Anything that isn't a DFL platform item is considered extremism these days. Uphold our Minnesota values? What what are our Minnesota values? The values of the Wampois that live uh, in Crocus Hill, in Kenwood, or, or Longfellow, or the values that have been coming to the forefront in CD8? Move our state forward. Well, what does that mean? That's more words. I, get, I was wrong. I stand corrected. The entire tweet is word salad. We must fight back against extremism, uphold our Minnesota values, and move our state forward. Let's let's work on the definition of one of those terms, extremism. I'm happy to see, Governor Waltz, that you're, quote, fighting back against extremism, end quote. So what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to disavow your attorney general who went on record before the last election as a fanboy of, quote, anti-fa, uh, a group that is descended, literally descended directly from the Communist Party's version of the brown shirts? I mean, if a group went out into the public calling itself the Triple K as a, as a younger, hipper, more counterculture version of the Ku Klux Klan, but it was directly descended from the Ku Klux Klan, would it suddenly be okay? Anti-fa is, in fact, intellectually, ideologically, directly descended from the group that served exactly the same role for the German Communist Party of the 1920s and 30s that the brown shirts, the Sturmabteilung, served for the Nazis. The group was called the Rotafana, the Red Flag, and they were the brown shirts of the left. Quote anti, end quote fa, is to the... Brown shirts of the left, what the fictional Triple K modern hip version, uh, a thoroughly fictional, by the way, modern hip version of the Ku Klux Klan would be if it existed, which it doesn't. So is that the kind of extremism you want to fight back against, Governor Waltz? Or maybe you'll drag your lieutenant governor, whose extremist friends two years ago tore down a statue of Christopher Columbus on the Capitol Mall that they didn't like. Basically, so your lieutenant governor could avoid the statutory process to remove a statue from the Capitol wall. Bear in mind, most don't know this. The head of the Capitol Architecture Committee, the person who is in charge of leading the process to decide what architecture, what statuary, what decoration goes into the Capitol, is the lieutenant governor. And I have to hunch. I have to have what I mean, when. That, there's a process. It's slow. It's boring. You got to go to meetings. You got to get votes. You got to convince people. So much easier to have somebody come in and tear the statue down and 
people on the left excuse that because Christopher Columbus is a horrible human being, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. But the person who, quote, took the rap for that act, one person, it was a group of several people, none of them were arrested. One person volunteered to be arrested, and he was, quote, sentenced, end quote, to go out and teach kids in schools how awful Christopher Columbus was, which is a lot like having a Lamborghini thief sentenced to being a Lamborghini test driver. Oh, gosh, no more punishment, please. And I just imagine what would happen if, say, a group of us conservatives went down and tore down the statue of the loathsome authoritarian communist uh, Floyd Olson, after whom Olson Memorial Parkway is named. It's not much. It's a, it's a prairie version of, uh, I won't say Joseph Stalin, but the guy was a, as a, was a socialist thug. He is the worst of the Minnesota legacy in his own way. And yet we honor him on the mall of the Capitol. I have a hunch. If I, was, uh, if, if I led a group of people to tear down the statue of Floyd Olson because we detest him and his legacy, I have a hunch I would not get a sentence uh, of going out to schools to teach uh, the corrosive legacy of socialism in Minnesota and worldwide. If you have a two-step justice system, you don't have a justice system, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So let me know, Governor Waltz, if that's the kind of extremism you're fixing to fight. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Christmas in July might as well be after your newly installed high-efficiency air conditioner kicks on. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is offering an instant savings of $650 on an AC unit or ductless system. Don't spend one more day without air conditioning in this summer's intense heat. Take advantage of these cool instant savings of $650 off an air conditioner or ductless system. Cool off all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $73 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until July 31st. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Are you looking for a new job or a career change? Then make plans now to participate in the Minneapolis Area Job Fair on July 25th. All participants will be able to connect live with area employers. The Minneapolis Area Job Fair is being held at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington July 25th from 10 a.m. to 12.30. Arrive early so you have plenty of time to connect with any one or all employers. The Minneapolis Area Job Fair, 10 to 12.30, Monday, July 25th at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington. Don't miss this opportunity to find your next job. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact commerce.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. 
Hey, let's uh, talk. By the way, Friday night, had a great time uh, with my band Elephant in the Room playing out at the Fridley Legion in, well, Fridley. But, but best crowd we've ever had out there, by the way. Huge crowd. They danced from the sound check pretty much all the way through the end of the night. It, uh, the kind of party you like to have. We're doing it again Friday night. We're going to be out at Neeson's and Savage uh, taking our uh, act out on the road here. It's going to be interesting because, uh, yeah, we've, we've got to make a few adjustments in the band here on the fly. And, yeah, we pulled it off. Doggone it. We'll, uh, we'll be out there with our guest bass player, Dave, on uh, Friday night at Neeson's here. And then uh, perhaps some other surprises coming up in future gigs. A week from Friday. See, this coming Friday, Neeson's. The following Friday, the Rosetown, VF, uh, Rosetown Legion rather in Roseville, up on County Road C between uh, Lexington, Victoria, I believe, or Victoria and Dale. That's it. Yep. So hope to see you any or all of the above. Uh, Governor Waltz talking about uh, fighting extremism. Again, we, naturally, I, I accept his help in fighting against uh, the attorney general going on record as a fanboy of an extremist communist uh, direct action terror group. Antifa, or Lieutenant Governor, who, let's make sure we're clear on this. Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, uh, essentially, the, the, the entire state administration, not just Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, tolerated, in fact, actively promoted the lawless destruction and the violation of the process that is involved in changing the architecture and the, and the landscaping of the Capitol, something that's supposed to be the Lieutenant Governor's job. And in so doing, incurred a penalty that basically involved them doing exactly what they want to do, which is really a two-tiered justice system, which is another way of saying no justice system at all. If you are part of the political class, you get breaks that the peasants don't get. So I'm glad to see the governor fighting against that kind of extremism, which, by the way, in its own way, is every bit as bad as anything that happened January 6th, when you undercut the foundations of a functioning democracy where all people are supposed to be equal. It's no better morally than undercutting the the legitimacy of elections. None. If you favor either, if you favor uh, doing away with legitimate electoral process or doing away with a, a justice system where everyone is actually equal, in fact, Both of them undercut the legitimacy of democracy, of self-rule. Both of them make democracy as we practice it in America less possible to sustain. That's extremism. I'm glad to see Governor Waltz is out there going to help uh, fight against that or maybe do something beyond platitudes about the wave of crime sweeping the cities his party used to be proud to say they own largely because of the extremist philosophy, the philosophy of the woke, overschooled, middle-class, progressive, white activists, the Wampois. Blood uh, Steel be fighting that extremist ideology that has made our cities less livable to the point where you have episodes like you had this past week, this past two weeks. People in East Downtown telling BLM activists to to take a hike instead of taking a knee in front of them and listening respectfully. They've had enough. People like uh, the woman in Minneapolis hauling off on the protesters uh, over the death of the, the, the person who tried to kill her children. They've had enough. Any guess who, uh, who, who the woman votes for, by the way, normally under normal circumstances? Anybody want to take a guess? I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I don't think it's a big guess. Uh, are, are you going to fight against perhaps the extremism of all these George Soros fighted, uh, funded attorney generals around the state of Minnesota, like like Keith uh, Keith uh, Keith Ellison is the attorney general, or the county prosecutors like Mike Freeman? Well, not Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman will wind up unless unless the people of Hennepin County grow a brain. They're going to be uh, have Mary Moriarty as the uh, as their next uh, county prosecutor. And there's any, if there's anybody who's going to make you look back on Mike Freeman as the good old days, it's going to be Mary Moriarty. She represents the values of the Wampwa, the woke, hyper woke, hyper overschooled, upper middle class, hyper progressive, white hyper activists, even more so. Uh, you, you might actually wish you'd have gotten Ryan Winkler for the job. Uh, unless the citizens of Hennepin County wake up and put Tad Jude in as the Hennepin County attorney. 
which really is going to be happening on the primary on August 9th. That's really the election that matters uh, for this Hennepin County attorney's race. It's calling the dogs, folks. At any rate, uh, yeah, this, yeah, this, I'm glad to see you fighting that level of extremism here, by the way. Uh, speaking of extremism, uh, speaking of the Wampois and the extremism that they find the norm, uh, note came out from National Public Radio uh, Friday. Hey, some great company news. We're launching a disinformation team. Uh, framed around a story from NPR saying NPR has launched a disinformation reporting team. I got to ask, does the managing editor of National Public Radio News still think the Hunter Biden laptop is not a real story? This is a, a tweet that came out from National Public Radio during the 2020 election. Quote, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories, and we don't want to waste the listeners' and readers' time on stories that are just pure distractions. You see, they aided and abetted the sandbagging of real information, which is disinformation. And as the facts start to come out, and by the way, they come out with the full connivance of the progressive media because Joe Biden is in the way. Joe Biden is, is the left is going to do with Joe Biden exactly what we all on the right said they were going to do about Joe Biden, or at least there's going to be a movement to a try to do it, to invoke the 25th Amendment and move him out of the way. If the 25th Amendment is too slow, then they will release the results of the Hunter Biden laptop. They will show that Joe Biden was the big guy, that he was benefiting directly from Hunter's overwhelming, gratuitous, insane corruption, getting a 10% piece off the top of these hundreds of thousands of dollars a month that were coming in from governments around the world to Hunter Biden to buy Joe Biden's influence in the Senate and now the White House. So this is the sort of disinformation team we get to look forward to. This, these are the people who are the, gate, the gatekeepers and guardians of our news. National Public Radio News is, is in all of its iterations, including more and more here in Minnesota, is a PR organization for Big Left. A PR organization for the Wampois, the woke, overschooled, middle-class, progressive, white activists that are calling the shots in half of our electorate here. It needs to be stopped. That's why we're here. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. 
happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Are you updating your home or remodeling your kitchen? Then look no further than PJ's Appliance to help you find quality appliances and keep your budget down. While many appliance stores have stocking issues, PJ's Appliance Outlets have added warehouse space to keep our stores stocked. So if you see it, you can take it. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality appliances at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and so much more. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big dollars at either our Plymouth or new Maplewood location. Visit us online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where if you see it, you can take it. And every deal is a steal. AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.